द लॉ स्कूल ऑफ अमेरिका Extortion is the practice of obtaining benefit through coercion. In most jurisdictions it is likely to constitute a criminal offense. The bulk of this article deals with such cases. Robbery is the simplest and most common form of extortion. Extortion is sometimes called the protection racket because the racketeers often phrase their demands as payment for protection from real or hypothetical threats from unspecified other parties, though often and almost always such protection is simply abstinence of harm from the same party. and such is implied in the protection offer extortion is commonly practiced by organized crime in some jurisdictions actually obtaining the benefit is not required to commit the offense and making a threat of violence which refers to a requirement of a payment of money or property to halt future violence is sufficient to commit the offense exaction refers not only to extortion or the demanding and obtaining of something through force but additionally in its formal definition means the infliction of something such as pain and suffering or making somebody endure something unpleasant the term extortion is often used metaphorically to refer to usury or to price gouging though neither is legally considered extortion it is also often used loosely to refer to everyday situations where one person feels indebted against their will to another in order to receive an essential service or avoid legal consequences neither extortion or blackmail requires a threat of a criminal act such as violence merely a threat used to elicit actions money or property from the object of the extortion such threats include the filing of reports true or not of criminal behavior to the police revelation of damaging facts such as pictures of the object of the extortion in a compromising position etc in law extortion can refer to political corruption such as selling one's office or influence peddling but in general vocabulary the word usually first brings to mind blackmail or protection rackets The logical connection between the corruption sense of the word and the other senses is that to demand bribes in one's official capacity is blackmail or racketeering in essence. That is, you need access to this resource. The government restricts access to it through my office, and I will charge you unfairly and unlawfully for such access. Extortion is also known as shakedown and occasionally exaction. United States. Extortion is distinguished from robbery. In robbery, whether armed or not, The offender takes property from the victim by the immediate use of force or fear that force will be immediately used. Extortion, which is not limited to the taking of property, involves a verbal or written installation of fear that something will happen to the victim if they do not comply with the extortionist's will. Another key distinction is that extortion always involves a verbal or written threat, whereas robbery may not. In United States federal law, extortion can be committed with or without the use of force and with or without the use of a weapon. In blackmail, which always involves extortion, the extortionist threatens to reveal information about a victim or their family members that is potentially embarrassing, socially damaging, or incriminating unless a demand for money, property, or services is met. In the United States, extortion may also be committed as a federal crime across a computer system, phone, by mail, or in using any instrument of interstate commerce. Extortion requires that the individual send the message willingly and knowingly as elements of the crime. The message only has to be sent, but does not have to reach the intended recipient to commit the crime of extortion. United Kingdom, England and Wales. In England and Wales, extorting property and money by coercion is the offence of blackmail, which covers any unwarranted demand with menaces, including physical threats. See Section 21 of the Theft Act 1968 plus Sections 29 and 30 of the Larceny Act 1916. A group of people may also be committing conspiracy. 
Scotland. Extortion is a common law crime in Scotland of using threat of harm to demand money, property or some advantage from another person. It does not matter whether the demand itself is legitimate, such as for money owed, as the offence can still be committed when illegitimate threats of harm are used. Cyber extortion Cyber extortion is when an individual or group uses the internet as an offensive force. The group or individual usually sends a company a threatening email stating that they have received confidential information about their company and will exploit a security leak or launch an attack that will harm the company's network. The message sent through the email usually demands money in exchange for the prevention of the attack. Cases In March 2008, Anthony Digatti was arrested on federal charges of extortion through interstate communication. Digatti put $50,000 into a variable life insurance policy by New York Life Insurance Company and wanted a return of $198,303.88. When the firm did not comply, he threatened to send out 6 million spam emails. He registered a domain in February 2008 that contained New York Life's name in the URL to display false public statements about the company and increased his demand to $3 million. According to prosecutors, Digatti's intent was not to inform or educate but he wanted to damage the reputation of New York Life and cost the company millions of dollars in revenue. New York Life contacted the Federal Bureau of Investigation and Digatti was apprehended. On February 15, 2011, Spanish police apprehended a man who attempted to blackmail Nintendo over customer information he had stolen. The man stole personal information about 4,000 users and emailed Nintendo Iberica, Nintendo's Spanish division, and accused the company of data negligence. He threatened the company that he would make the information public and complain to the Spanish data agency if his demands were not met. After Nintendo ignored his demands, he published some of the information on an internet forum. Nintendo notified authorities and the man was arrested in Malaga. No information has been revealed as to what the man demanded from Nintendo. On February 7, 2019, Jeffrey P. Bezos, owner of Amazon and The Washington Post and currently the world's wealthiest person, accused the National Enquirer and its parent company American Media Incorporated, of attempting to extort him by threatening to reveal nude pictures of him unless he publicly stated that he no knowledge or basis for suggesting that AMI's coverage was politically motivated or influenced by political forces. This threat was in response to Bezos investigating the tabloid for publishing details about his relationship with Lauren Sanchez, which led to Bezos and his wife Mackenzie announcing their divorce on January 9 of that year. Bezos refused and posted the threat on Medium. On October 21, 2020, the news sources reported roughly 40,000 patients' records having been stolen from the Finnish private healthcare provider Vashtamo. The extorters demanded 40 bitcoins, roughly 450,000 euros, or threatened to publish the records. The extorters published 100 patient records a day on a Tor message board to add pressure for their demands. The leaked patient records contained patients' full names, home addresses, social security numbers, and the therapist's and doctor's notes from each session. After the extortation of the company failed, the extorters sent victims an email demanding them to pay 200 euros in 24 hours or 500 euros in 48 hours in order to avoid publishing their sensitive personal data. The company's security practices were found to be inadequate, the sensitive data was not encrypted and apparently the system root password was very weak. The patient records were first accessed by intruders November 2018, while the security flaws continued to exist until March 2019. The president of Finland saw the cyber attack being relentlessly cruel. Similar crimes Badger Game, the victim or Mark for example, 
such as a married person, is tricked into a compromising position to make them vulnerable to blackmail. Clip joint. A clip joint or flesh pot is an establishment, usually a strip club or entertainment bar, typically one claiming to offer adult entertainment or bottle service, in which customers are tricked into paying money and receive poor goods or services, or none, in return. An example of this is portrayed in the comedy film Porky's. Coercion, the practice of compelling a person or manipulating them to behave in an involuntary way, whether through action or inaction, by use of threats, intimidation, trickery, or some other form of pressure or force. These are used as leverage, to force the victim to act in the desired way. Confidence trick, also known as a bunko, con, flim-flam, gaffle, grift, hustle, scam, scheme, swindle, bamboozle or finesse, an attempt to defraud a person or group by gaining their confidence. Cryptovirology, a software scam in which a public key cryptography system crafts fake keys which encrypt the user's data but cannot decrypt them unless the user pays for the real key. Dog napping, the crime of taking a dog from its owner, which usually occurs in purebred dogs, the profit from which can run up to thousands of dollars. Loan sharking, a loan shark is a person or body that offers unsecured loans at high interest rates to individuals, often backed by blackmail or threats of violence. Price gouging, a pejorative term for a seller pricing much higher than is considered reasonable or fair. Imprecise. Legal usage, it is the name of a felony that applies in some of the United States only during civil emergencies. Racket, a service that is fraudulently offered to solve a problem, such as for a problem that does not actually exist, will not be affected, or would not otherwise exist. Sextortion, forcing individuals to send sexual images or perform sexual services. Terrorism, most simply, policy intended to intimidate or cause terror. It is more commonly understood as an act which is intended to create fear, terror, is perpetrated for an ideological goal, as opposed to a materialistic goal or a lone attack, and deliberately targets or disregards the safety of non-combatants. Some definitions also include acts of unlawful violence or unconventional warfare, but at present, the international community has been unable to formulate a universally agreed, legally binding, criminal law definition of terrorism. Tiger Kidnapping the taking of an innocent hostage to make a loved one or associate of the victim do something, for example, a child is taken hostage to force the shopkeeper to open the safe, the term originates from the prior observation of the victim, like a tiger does with its prey. Ransoms are often used alongside these. Now a word from our sponsor, the Law School of America. In criminal law, Property is obtained by false pretenses when the acquisition results from intentional misrepresentation of a past or existing fact. Elements The elements of false pretenses are A false representation Of a material past or existing fact Which the person making the representation knows is false Made for the purpose of causing And which does cause The victim to pass title To his property False pretenses is a statutory offense in most jurisdictions, subject matter covered by statute varies accordingly, and is not necessarily limited to tangible personal property, some statutes include intangible personal property and services. For example, the North Carolina False Pretense Statute applies to obtaining any money, goods, property, services, shows as an action, or any other thing of value, under common law. False pretense is defined as a representation of a present or past fact, which the thief knows to be false, and which he intends will and thus cause the victim to pass title of his property. That is, 
False pretense is the acquisition of title from a victim by fraud or misrepresentation of a material past or present fact. A false representation, there must be a description or portrayal of something that is false. If a person makes a statement about something that he mistakenly believes to be untrue there is no false representation. For example, if a person represents that the ring is a diamond solitaire when he believes that it is in fact made of cubic zirconium, he is not guilty of false pretenses if it turns out that the ring was in fact a diamond. The representation must be false at the time the title passes. Thus, if the representation was false when made but is true at the time title to the property passes there is no crime. For example, representing to a seller that you have funds available in your bank account to pay for the goods when in fact your account has a zero balance is not false pretenses if at the time the transaction takes place adequate funds are present in the account. The representation may be oral or written. The misrepresentation has to be affirmative. A failure to disclose a fact does not fit this misrepresentation in common law, unless there is a fiduciary duty between the thief and victim. Moreover, opinion and puffing are not considered misrepresentation as they color the facts but do not misrepresent them. Of a material past or existing fact, the representation must relate to a material past or existing fact. A representation concerning a future state of facts is not sufficient, nor is merely an expression of opinion which the person making the representation knows is false, a mistaken representation about some past or existing state of facts is not sufficient for false pretense. Made for the purpose of causing and which does cause, it is essential that the victim of the false pretenses must actually be deceived by the misrepresentation, the victim must transfer title to the property in reliance on the representation, and the victim being deceived must be a major, if not the only, reason for the victim's transferring title to the defendant. Simply making a false promise or statement is not sufficient. It is not a defense to false pretenses that a reasonable person would not have been deceived by the false representation. No matter how gullible the victim, if he or she was in fact deceived the offense has been committed. On the other hand, the offense requires the victim to believe the representation to be true. If the person to whom the representation has been made has doubts or serious misgivings about the truth of the representation but nonetheless goes through with the transaction he has not been deceived. He has basically assumed the risk of a false representation. Title passes, false pretense is conventionally referred to as a crime against title and title must pass from the victim to the perpetrator for the crime to be complete. However, this is not to be taken literally for the simple reason that a person who obtains ownership of property by deceit does not obtain full title to the property, only avoidable title. False pretense applies to situations where the wrongdoer by deceit obtains title or ownership or whatever property interest the victim had in the chattel, if it was less than title. If the victim has an interest in the property less than full title the acquisition of that interest through false representation can be false pretenses unless the only interest the person has is possession of the property. In such cases the crime would be larceny by trick rather than false pretenses. Larceny by trick also applies to situations where the wrongdoer by deceit obtains possession only, with a victim retaining ownership or some superior interest in the chattel. Determining whether the victim obtained title or possession can present problems. Generally, a sell or conditional sell is sufficient to pass title for purposes of false pretenses whereas lending property does not involve a transfer of title. Note that if property is falsely obtained for a specific purpose, for example money to buy a car that does not exist, the crime is larceny by trick rather than false pretenses because the victim intended to pass title to the money only upon completion of the transaction until such time the victim intended to deliver possession only.
The essential distinction between false pretenses and larceny and embezzlement is that false pretenses require that the victim pass title to the defendant whereas the other offenses do not. The determination as to whether the offense is larceny or false pretenses can have a significant effect on the ability of the true owner to reclaim the appropriated property. If false pretenses, a bona fide purchaser for value would acquire title superior to the victim, whereas, if the crime is larceny a purchaser from the wrongdoer, bona fide or otherwise, would not acquire any title to the property and would have to return the property to the victim. United States United States statutes on this subject are mainly copied from the English statutes, and the courts there in a general way follow the English interpretations. The statutes of each state must be consulted. Under federal law, obtaining money or property through false pretenses as part of a scheme or artifice to defraud, and using means of interstate commerce such as a telephone, is illegal under Title 18 U.S.C. Section 1343. The crime is usually referred to as wire fraud. There are federal laws providing penalties for false personation of the lawful owner of public stocks, etc., or of persons entitled to pensions, prize money, etc., or the false making of any order purporting to be a money order. History The first modern false pretense statute was enacted by Parliament in 1757. The statute prohibited obtaining money, goods, wares, or merchandise by false pretense. The first general embezzlement statute was enacted by Parliament in 1799. Neither of these statutes were part of the American common law. However, most states passed laws similar to the English statutes. Arizona In Arizona, obtaining money or property by falsely impersonating another is punishable as for larceny. Obtaining credit by false pretenses as to wealth and mercantile character is punishable by six months imprisonment and a fine not exceeding three times the value of the money or property obtained. Illinois In Illinois, whoever by any false representation or writing signed by him, of his own respectability, wealth or mercantile correspondence or connections, obtain, credit and thereby defrauds any person of money, goods, chattels or any valuable thing, or who procures another to make a false report of his honesty wealth, etc., shall return the money, goods, etc., and be fined and imprisoned for a term not exceeding one year. Obtaining money or property by bogus checks, the confidence game, or three-card monte, sleight of hand, fortune-telling, etc., is punishable by imprisonment for from one to ten years. Obtaining goods from warehouse, mill or wharf by fraudulent receipt wrongly stating amount of goods deposited by imprisonment for not less than one nor more than ten years. Fraudulent use of railroad passes is a misdemeanor. A person who knowingly personates a public official, a veteran, the recipient of a medal, the holder of a title, or profits from a false academic degree is unlawful. Massachusetts In Massachusetts it is simple larceny to obtain by false pretenses the money or personal chattel of another. Obtaining by false pretense the making, acceptance or endorsement of a bill of exchange or promissory note the release or substitution of collateral or other security, an extension of time for payment of an obligation, or the release or alteration of the obligation of a written contract, is larceny and punishable by imprisonment. New York In New York, obtaining property by false pretenses, felonious breach of trust and embezzlement are included in the term larceny, but the methods of proof required to establish each crime remain as before the code. Obtaining lodging and food on credit at a hotel or lodging house with intent to defraud is a misdemeanor. Purchase of property by false pretenses as to person's means or ability to pay is not criminal when in writing signed by the party to be charged. United Kingdom 
False pretenses as a concept in the criminal law is no longer used in English law. It used to refer to the means whereby the defendant obtained any chattel, money or valuable security from any other person with intent to defraud, indictable as a misdemeanor under the Larceny Act 1861 as amended by the Larceny Act 1916. The modern concept is a deception and it is used as the common basis of the actus reuse, the Latin for guilty act, in the deception offenses under the Theft Act 1968 and in the Theft Act 1978. The Fraud Act 2006 repealed these latter two acts and replaced deception offenses with other offenses. History The three major theft offenses were larceny, embezzlement and false pretenses. Larceny was a common law offense, created by judicial action, while embezzlement and false pretenses were statutory offenses, created by legislative action. Larceny is by far the oldest. The elements of larceny were well settled by the 13th century. The only other theft offense then existing was cheat which was a misdemeanor. Cheat was a primitive version of the crime of false pretenses and involved obtaining property by the use of false weights or measures. In 1541 a statute was enacted by Parliament that made it a misdemeanor to obtain property by a false token or a counterfeit letter made in any other man's name. This statute did not cover obtaining property by the use of false spoken words. The first modern false pretenses statute was enacted by Parliament in 1757. The statute prohibited obtaining money, goods, wares, or merchandise by false pretense. The first general embezzlement statute was enacted by Parliament in 1799. The broad distinction between this offense and larceny is that in the former the owner intends to part with his property, in the latter he does not. This offense states as a statutory crime practically from 1756. At common law the only remedy originally available for an owner who had been deprived of his goods by fraud was an indictment for the crime of cheating, or a civil action for deceit. These remedies were insufficient to cover all cases where money or other properties had been obtained by false pretenses, and the offense was first partially created by a statute of Henry VIII, 1541, which enacted that if any person should falsely and deceitfully obtain any money, goods, and see, by means of any false token or counterfeit letter made in any other man's name, the offender should suffer any punishment other than death, at the discretion of the judge. The scope of the offense was enlarged to include practically all false pretenses by the Act of 1756, the provisions of which were embodied in the Larceny Act 1861. The pretense must be a false pretense of some existing fact, made for the purpose of inducing the prosecutor to part with his property, for example, it was held not to be a false pretense to promise to pay for goods on delivery, and it may be by either words or conduct. The property, too, must have been actually obtained by the false pretense. The owner must be induced by the pretense to take over the absolute and immediate ownership of the goods, otherwise it is larceny by means of a trick. It is not always easy, however, to draw a distinction between the various classes of offenses. In the case where a man goes into a restaurant and orders a meal, and, after consuming it, says that he has no means of paying for it, it was usual to convict for obtaining food by false pretenses. But in R.V. Jones, an English court found that it is neither larceny nor false pretenses, but an offense under the Debtors Act 1869, of obtaining credit by fraud. R.V. Danger revealed a lacuna in the law. This was remedied by Section 90 of the Larceny Act 1861. That section was replaced by Section 32-2 of the Larceny Act 1916. Section 32 of the Larceny Act 1916 read. Every person who by any false pretense. 1. With intent to defraud, obtains from any other person any chattel, money, or valuable security, 
or causes or procures any money to be paid, or any chattel or valuable security to be delivered to himself or to any other person for the use or benefit or on account of himself or any other person, or 2. With intent to defraud or injure any other person, fraudulently causes, or induces any other person. a. To execute, make, accept, endorse, or destroy the whole or any part of any valuable security, or b. To write, impress, or affix his name or the name of any other person, or the seal of anybody corporate or society, upon any paper or parchment in order that the same may be afterwards made or converted into, or used or dealt with as, a valuable security. Shall be guilty of a misdemeanor and on conviction thereof liable to penal servitude for any term not exceeding five years. The offense of obtaining by false pretenses, contrary to section 32-1 of the Larceny Act 1916, was replaced by the offense of obtaining property by deception, contrary to section 15 of the Theft Act 1968. Section 32-2 of the Larceny Act 1916 was replaced by section 22 of the Theft Act 1968. Notes. The use of the word pretenses here is perhaps slightly confusing to a modern reader since pretense, in the modern sense of the word, is the conscious creation of fiction, but in the former sense of the word, as it was borrowed from the French language, it simply meant claim or sometimes belief. See also pretender for another case of confusion on this point. In certain other cases, the distinction between the two definitions affects the meaning only slightly, as in John pretends to a great knowledge of world history which to the speaker clearly refers to something untrue, but more in the nature of wishful thinking on the part of John himself than a lie as St. Augustine would define it, requiring the liar to be conscious of the untruth. The Law School of America This has been a Creative Commons licensed podcast. The content used in the podcast is licensed by the Wikimedia Foundation incorporated under a Creative Commons attribution, share alike license. The text has been modified for audio. The content of these podcasts is for informational purposes only and do not constitute professional advice. These podcasts are not associated with the Wikimedia Foundation in any context. The Law School of America. (laughs) 